to the comic book bullies we notice a new bully i'm your host leroy aka the mid guardian uh with my co-host this is eli the one inside all Ooh, that's a good one they're gonna steal that that's right, that's <laughs> so, right. all right so yeah, every hole every hole every hole <laughs> wow that, that's how i roll now that's some that takes some imagination <laughs> Uh yeah, so we're back with another episode, and yeah, not a whole lot happened, but then like toward here's the thing, Eli, this was a slow week except for the comic industry. It was some some like major shockwave shit to happen here. So yeah. we're gonna actually do a different episode this week and actually talk about comics. That's right. We don't. So we're giving you a, a fair warning. So when we start talking about this shit ahead of time, you be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" We're letting you know ahead of time. So disclaimer warning. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into that, we do want to uh, talk about a death, and Eli, I'm, I'm going to let you take over with this one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you. I, <laughs> I, I, I know we said I wouldn't go to blindside you anymore, but this is my last time. You, you, were, all, you were trending on Twitter and shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I, this just popped up in my feed. Daredevil, Flat Earther, Mad Mike Hughes dies in a self-made rocket crash. That should so tell you apparent, something right there. Self-made yeah. rocket. That is a bad combination right there. We've Flat all seen Earth enough Wiley Coyote cartoons to know that is not a good idea. Yeah, it it's uh it says all it's all right there in the in the headline. Flat Earther dies in a self-made rocket crash. So this guy who thought the earth was flat built his own rocket and then tried to fly it and then died. <laughs> um yeah. Um in a world where people who, you know, think the world is flat, dinosaurs are fake, yep. uh, I'm, this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Eli, natural selection at its finest. That's right. Uh, I hate to say it, but that's what happened. <laughs> you know, uh, because now, let me tell you the whole thing. Like I said, the thing has been trending on Twitter lately because this actually was a whole thing he was doing. Like I said, he built his own rocket, which was a bad idea. I'm pretty sure alcohol was involved, some kind of way, or some kind of drug to make him do something like this. <laughs> But he was actually making doing a show for the Science Channel, and which going, also that that also kind of irks me as well. That there was a, like the media, like science, the Science Channel was feeding into this whole right. garbage, you know. I mean, because they know there's money in it. Yeah, they know there's enough dumbasses out there that believe this yeah. shit. So. It's it's sad that you know that there's this movement of legitimized stupidity, and it's well, it's that's what sad. happens when you have access to too much information. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what happened because you can look you can look online and anything you think might be real you can find evidence to support it. You know, yeah. so uh, flat earthers are the same way. And the thing like is, this, yeah, yeah, like these bully the the bullied little dwarf kid that everyone thinks is like fifty years old and pretending to be Kaiser Soze scamming the world and shit. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah, just it's 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 just ama- I, I just sometimes I'm amazed that. The universe has gifted human beings with intelligence, and this is what some of them wasted on. <laughs> right. Stupid shit like this. So, yeah. uh, you know what's really fucked up? That crash, that this flat earth thing, it's, it's, it's on the internet. Oh, so it's like a stuff video. So yeah, like, I well, saw yeah. it. I saw I, I didn't know what I was clicking. I was like, oh shit. So, yeah. Really well, they were filming. It was like, yeah, it was supposed to. It was, it was a show. They were filming a show. That's that's the thing. The footage was like they showed the footage, and I was like, but and you like, oh shit, they're about to show it. 
So you want to turn away, but you know you can't turn away because like, well, I'm I'm here now. So you're like, oh, yeah. this is fucked up. So yeah, the whole thing evil, is online. Evil do that shit, but he survived. Yeah, he survived, <laughs> even though his shit looked way worse than the di- this guy's shit. <laughs> but you saw his shit going. I, I hate to say it. Remember in Civil War with War Machine going to the <laughs> to the fall. <phone? laughs> it's really fucked up, man. But that's what. <laughs> Uh, like I said, you build a homemade rocket. What did you expect? So, oh, and not only that, the Flat Earth Society has actually issued an official statement for him. Uh, yes, there are flat earthers all over the globe. Uh, <laughs> and let's see, Guinness World Record holder for longest limousine ramp jump. Oh, I should have read it beforehand. Okay, that's Mad Mike Hughes. Uh, our prayer, thoughts and prayers go out to his family in the trying times. Hope that Mike has found whatever he was looking for in this crazy world. Godspeed, Michael, you glorious bastard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the Flat Earth Society giving their condolences. So that's the thing. When you got people believing this stuff that is, that's killing them, it's like we really need to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Information is dangerous. That, this is proof right here that too much information is dangerous. Guy's got yeah. too much time on his hands. He wants to be famous because he obviously noticed a, a, a bad idea, but he's like, hey, and most people will take that idea. Hey, if I film you making yourself a rocket and I put you on TV to make you famous, will you do it? Most people will do it. Regardless whether they live or not, they'll just do this shit because that's because people just want to be famous just that bad. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Sad and, shit. Yeah. It's just a sad story all around. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Look, I'm more upset that Walona <laughs> died from good times this week, so. You know, oh yeah. Rest yeah. in peace to her. She was fine as fucking in the seventies. Oh, uh, <laughs> that being said, can we move on to the to the box office numbers? Sure. All right. So here we go. We're gonna talk about box office numbers. And Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? I heard it's Sonic again. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Again, it's uh, already was the highest grossing opening weekend of any video game movie ever, and now it has been number two for the, well, number one for the second week. Now, the number two one is uh, The Call of the Wild. Now, The Call of the Wild, of course, not Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is number three. We'll talk about that in a second. But Call of the Wild is a Harrison Ford movie with him and a dog. So, Is it Disney? The Disney maker? Uh, sort of, kind of. 20th Century Fox. But Sounds like something they would. Oh, is it? Oh, well, I guess. I Disney guess. owns everything. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or they eventually will. Some some people said this movie is uh, really like a uh, Han Solo movie. But it's like when the drugs wore off and you realize you're not in space. <laughs> you just yeah. high as fuck with your dog. Yeah. So. And plus, that's classic literature, and no one knows about that shit anymore. Nobody reads. I actually did read a Call of the Wild comic. Oh, really? Yeah. My dad, see, my dad, he has a shitty imagination. If it was out of realm of reality, he thought it was stupid. You know, he hated science fiction, space shit. Mm-hmm. But he was into nature. He loved like you know Bambi and you know that's weird. He didn't like Star Wars and that shit, but he liked like Bambi because with talking animals. And I was like, what the fuck? I guess so, it has to be like completely in a fantastical area. It can't be sort of kind of science fiction. Yeah, you know. So he he got me a bunch of comics based on classic literature, like Call of the Wild, White Fang, you know, uh, you know David Copperfield, Black Beauty. He had me reading all these these comics and shit. I read a and Moby course, Dick comic one time too, but I can't remember when I read it. Yeah, I did read Moby Dick too. I read that comic, a Moby Dick comic. I was like, now, a now whole, just be it was fair, like a I read collection. the actual novel also, so people just like, oh, he's just dumb as fuck. Like, I read Moby Dick also, but I, I remember a comic also. Call me Ishmael, but yeah. Of course, I was all 
into like, you know, War of the Worlds, Journey to the Center of the Earth. And, you know, that was my four. I mean, I had a bunch. It was like a whole collection of uh, like these classic literature illustrated or something it was called. And it was just comic book versions of, you know, all those old, old, old classic stories. And um, Call of the Wild was one of them. And so, yeah, about a dog who gets treated like shit. I mean, can you make something like that nowadays? That's the thing. You know, Peter and, <laughs> and then become then he is called now. I get that and White Fang mixed up because Jack London wrote, wrote both of them. Okay. Now, Buck Buck was the Saint Bernard that becomes a dog sled dog. I think that's that story, right? Well, well, if yeah. it ain't broke, don't fix Cause, it. Because so. huskies are usually. And that sounds that like White a Disney Fang? movie because Disney was like really in the dog sledding for a while and dog huskies. Sled, yeah. Like they yeah. loved it for so like you go on Disney Plus, that's all you're gonna see. Yeah, like Avengers and dog sledding. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Call of the Wild thinking it, it almost beat Sonic the Hedgehog, but couldn't quite get there. Sonic's just too fast. Yeah. So, uh, number three, we're gonna talk about Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which at first I thought last week it was Harley Quinn Birds of Prey to shorten that shit down because the the name is too damn long. But now it's back to the way it was before. So who knows the fuck going on this movie? Anyway, all that explains why it's number three. And Eli, I feel like we've talked about this movie long enough. This is going to be the last week we're going to talk about the fantabulous and fascination of one Harley Quinn because at this point, it probably won't even be in the top 10 with the way it's looking. But I do want to talk about one specific thing about it. Now, your boy, Rob Lightfield. Hey, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was your boy. Okay, Rob Lightfield is, is our problem. We created Rob Lightfield. So we're responsible <laughs> for him. <laughs> so the motherfucker can't draw feet but hey he he's here now we just have to deal with him so he went on this long rant and we're going to talk about Rob Lightfield a bunch in this episode this is just the start of it I don't know why but he went on this long Twitter rant of basically saying why he think you know Birds of Prey uh, underperformed at the box office and then he just went on just make a posting these pictures of like what I found online and he showed all these sexy pictures of Birds of, you know of Harley Quinn you know in a sexy cosplay and you know, Jim Lee drawing her and shit like that. You know, just sexy as hell. It was like, look at how Harley looks here and look at she looks in the movie, you know, with the frumpy, you know, flowers like, and shit. You less, know. More what? punk rock, less Happy Meal or something. Something he said she like that. She looked like Ronald McDonald or something. Yeah. Now, he's he's deleted the tweet since then, which mm -hmm. I, I never thought Rob Liefeld would bite his tongue or anything because he, he said some even wilder shit later on, which we're going to talk about. But that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Eli. Do you think, like, like I said, people have been bringing up all kind of reasons why this movie is underperforming, why this movie is flopping, why this movie not making numbers? Do you think any of that had anything to do with the lack of the male gaze? Oh, uh, that's a good question. No, no, no. Um, should, should I break? Um, let me break down the male gaze for a second. Let's, yeah. You know, but for the listeners out there, just make sure we're all on the same page. So, like I said, it sounds like a simple concept, but the male gaze is basically when you're watching a movie or a TV show and certain scenes are shot in a way to make the woman seem like sexual, you know, make it seem like titillating, yeah. not naked or anything like that, or, you know, but it's certain shots that make you think like, oh, I'm going to watch that, like maybe uh, for some reason she might be in a bikini next scene for no reason whatsoever. Uh, she might be bending over. You know, mm -hmm. uh, might be perking up her lips or something like that. You know, something to make you, you know, oh, okay. You know, something like that. Yeah. Like fans, like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like we saw the, just the trailer, like even if you've never seen Suicide Squad, the trailer alone had 
uh, you know, Margot Robbie stripping down to her bra and panties, you know, when switching to a Harley Quinn outfit. Yeah, she was, and everyone's checking her out. Every there's like a whole scene. Even about- even they even had some women like uh military officers in there like stopped looking what she was doing. <laughs> Yeah. Like I saw that, I was like, oh damn, okay. Uh, like she was bent over, you know, picking up something. Like she didn't have to bend over like that, but she did. Her high pants was up in there, so you could see her butt cheeks, you know, just walking whenever she was going anywhere. High heels, you know. So they went over the top, you know, to make it her seem sexualized in in uh, Suicide Squad. And which actually is one of the reasons why Margaret Robbie even decided to make this movie, The Birds of Prey, because she felt like Harley Quinn was so sexualized as being geared to like one demographic, you know, 14 year old boys. You know, we're not 14 year old boys, but hey, we like ass and titties just like everybody else do. So she wanted to say, she wanted to make a movie that wasn't, that was geared to something more than just an audience. She likes to make a movie, she's not gonna wear hot pants. She's not gonna strip down to her bra and panties. She's not gonna just be bent over, you know, so you can just see all the business when, you know, she, you know she's, She's basically completely deleting the male gaze in this movie, basically. So Rob Liefeld, which of, which is noticeable, yeah. I you, she is basically wearing what overalls that right. that her like main outfit in the whole movie, right? I mean, like I said, like like Margaret Robbie is beautiful, you know, just beautiful. Yeah. But in this movie, you can tell they didn't go overboard with it. She cuts her hair. She yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think there it was like a, I think that was a statement. It was I, I, I'm I'm not just a hot chick. I think that was definitely a statement of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, mean the the movie went out of its way to make sure that was you know that was there. Even if it didn't just say yeah. it, it made sure I mean, that we're not going to do that. It may it may have I don't know. I mean it's hard to say. I don't know. Think I, I I mean I can't say that that's the only reason. You know, but then you look at Aquaman, you know. Right. I mean, was, you, it's, it's to, a double standard. It's a double standard. Yeah. It is. Half, half the reason why that movie made so much money is because Jason Momoa with his shirt off. Right. You know, that wasn't for me, you know. <laughs> it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, he wasn't running around with his, with his pecs hanging out for me, for my benefit. You know? It's been like you watch the movie, you're trying to watch the plot and shit like that, and every time you look at his shirt, all you hear is, Ooh! Yeah. Like shut the fuck up! I'm trying to hit a movie. Yeah, fucking panties dropping and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I mean, so it's it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. I think I think that is a factor in selling movies. I think sex you know, sales, I, sex does sell. Yeah, and I think you know, I don't know if that affected the box office though. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you kind of I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question. The reason I asked yeah. that because, like I said, when Rob Liefeld, you know, made that tweet, then you read the plies of it and you see, like, the amen crowd coming in playing, yes, that's what happened. Whoever did this should be fired. We yeah. need to see Harley Quinn, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, then they're showing pictures and stuff, like, pictures of her in Suicide Squad. Then showing pictures of her in, in Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. And you can tell the difference of how they shot those movies. And I don't know. I mean, to say that it might have hurt the box office is kind of like really painting us in a bad light, you know, dudes in a bad light. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I would, I was going to see the movie regardless. I mean, you know, um, and I and I mean, because I because I forced you to. You know. Well, I mean, I was going to see it anyways. I mean, I'm a Batman fan, and it takes place in that universe. I was going to see it, but but we liked it. I mean, if they if. You go back and listen to our review. We we both love that movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, I almost saw it again this week. Um, and 
the fact, and it isn't because, you know, of titties and ass cheeks, right. you know, it's just a fun movie, <laughs> right? you know, um, but it is hard to, I mean, we've talked about this, like with Vampirella, you know, yeah. and that's her um, only selling point, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, you, she's only recognizable with her skimpy bikini outfit, you know? Yeah. We've had other Vampirella writers and, and artists, you know, draw her and in, in a non-sexualized way, putting her in astronaut outfits and putting her in frumpy mom jeans and sweaters and shit. But you know, any, you go to a, a Comic-Con and a, and a, and a woman who cosplays as Vampirella, she's in that bikini. She's right. Not, they don't care about anything know. else. They is that yeah. bikini and she, and whoever's yeah. wearing that suit, it's just like super fucking hot, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a little, I, I mean, I think what he said is a little, uh, I don't know, ignorant a bit. You know, I don't Rob think that's Lightfield. why. I mean, yeah. think um, about who we're talking about. We're talking about Rob Lightfield. <laughs> Thinking about what he did draw when he was writing these comics, like Boom Boom, you know, oh, yeah. Domino, all these he chicks came, were like. He came from the, yeah, the big tit, big guns, big pecs. Everything was big. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, that's what he thought sold comics. And we can we can't argue with him because the numbers you know you know support what he did like i said it was the yeah. 90s that we were 14 year old boys then <laughs> so yeah. so he knew how to attract you know uh 14 year old boys to read this shit but yeah like if you're trying to make a a all women's movie and you know it's it's just everybody's just called frumpy and flowers and feathers and shit like that and nobody's you know wearing high pants and high heels and a stripper scene for no reason in this movie you know I guess, I guess if there was a scene like that, it would, you know, draw more of a male demographic to the box office, but eh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, what did it, I mean, I mean, what, what, what did he expect? Barbed wire? I mean, what, like, what? Right. I, I think he was, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? And that, yeah, I mean, it, there's a fine line. You know? I mean, but at the I same think, time, we just talked about Vampirella, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you almost put Harley Quinn in that same category? As far as being a sexualized character, and that's what's popular. Like you said, you go to a comic con and you see Vampirella tits and ass all out. But yeah. what character do you see more at a comic con? Yeah, Harley it's Quinn. Harley, but then and, Harley's not is not a lot of Harley Quinns aren't just in, in bikinis or her her dominatrix outfit. Some of them are, but then you see some of them in her old, you know, the the the, the original, you know. Gesture outfit. outfit, yeah. The gesture, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The gesture out. You see that, you know. Um But you do see yeah. the daddy's little monster, hot pants, you know. Yeah, you do see that. You do see the, you know, the the you know, the, the S and M outfits and the nurse outfit, that. yeah. Yeah, you do see those. Um But uh yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. I mean I don't know. We're, we're we're talking about something that we really can't you know confirm. And honestly, it may be a question we probably don't want to know the answer to anyway. No. Because like I said, it paints us in a bad light if it's true. You know, that we're yeah. all misogynists. We're all, you yeah. know, sexist and chauvinist. You know, we, we want, unless the women are like hot with ass and tits out, we're not going to go see it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You no. Know, you know. Everything I can't mean, be Skinamax, you know. No. And, 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 that's, and that's stupid because, you know, I, that's not why I go see movies. You know, if I want to see titties and ass, I'll go on. I'll go on the internet. Right. You, know? <laughs> you have to pay for free. Twenty dollars, you know, for free. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Because there are plenty of Harley Quinn videos on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. More okay. than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> or whatever no. you're shaking. But anyway, uh, that me that's, that's all I want to say about Birds of Prey. We're done Birds of Prey. Move on past that. Uh, number four, Brahms, the boy. Two, okay, what the, what the fuck is this? That's that horror movie. About the, the, it's like another Chucky. He's a living ghost doll. He's a doll. It's a, is it like a, like a parody? No, it's a horror movie. I guess I haven't seen it, but um, I don't know. It's the second one they made. This is the second one, so it's yeah, good enough to make on another there, one. I, so. I, I see the two, but I've never heard of the first one. <laughs> it was so. just called The Boy, I believe. Okay. Uh, number five, Bad Boys for Life, still hanging in there. Uh, number six, 1917, still hanging in there. Number seven, Fantasy Island. Uh, Eli, I'm hearing this movie's terrible. That's what I heard, too. I'm hearing it, it has nothing to do with Fantasy Island, but we kind of knew that. I'm also hearing it's not even a horror movie. Yeah, and that, which is weird because, like, I the, the bad reviews are coming from the horror websites that I follow, like mm-hmm. Fangoria and, you know, Bloody Disgusting are giving it pretty bad reviews. Yeah, because first mm-hmm. off, it's PG-13. Yeah. And then they say that all the horror scenes we saw were in the trailer. Everything else the movie is, like, completely different. Oh, and Michael mm-hmm. Pena is nothing compared to the dude to play Connor. We knew that. Or he, oh, I he's not playing tattoo or whatever. Not tattoo. He's playing Carl, Carlos Montalban. Was that his name? Okay. He's playing yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. R- Ricardo. Ricardo. Ricardo Montalban. What did I say? Carlos. I think I know Carlos. Car- Ricardo Montalban. So Michael Pena is playing him. So that's yeah, tell you right there. Like who's new tattoo. Tattoo. I think is like a white woman or something. No shit. You know we we woke now. You know. <laughs> So, oh, uh, we got Fantasy Alice at number eight, Parasite. We got number nine, Jumanji, The Next Level. And number 10, The Photograph. I don't know what that is, but whatever. And, yeah, that is the box office. Like I said, we can move on past that. Uh, some other interesting news that came out. Now, what are we going to talk about? I guess we're going to talk about Batman, but what part of Batman are we going to talk about? Let's talk about uh, The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Like I said, we that's the official name of the movie as far as we can see. And what they did is they released uh, footage of it so far. Really what they did is they showed Batman riding on a, not Batman, but actual Batman stunt double. Ron Patterson stunt double, who actually looks just like Ben Affleck. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a second. But he was riding on a bike and just riding down the street, and that's pretty much it. We got a look of the actual Bat suit, like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah you talk about how he just wipes out. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people get a good laugh. I, I posted it on, on Facebook. I was being petty. I was like, this is D- the DCEU in a nutshell. He's riding on a bike and well, he just crashes. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, is that a stunt? Is that part of the scene? Or is he? did he just like. It looked like he wipe failed. Out. I don't know. Man, that... I guess we'll see in the movie or something. I don't know. But it, just, it looked kind of awkward what, what he did. Yeah. It's like, is that Patterson's first time on a motorcycle? <laughs> like, this is why he's not Batman. <laughs> uh, get us some training wheels or something. I don't know, you know. Uh, but yeah, we got to look over the out- outfit. Uh, little different pieces of it always. He got the collar, like, in Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, he's got, like, darts on his on his gauntlet. And I'm guessing maybe he, he got them from the, the League of Assassins or the League of Shadows or whatever the fuck the DCU was calling them. Because, like I said, it never popped up before. Um, the suit. I'm a mad Matt, or not mad? The Road War, the second one. Okay, the, okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. It was uh the guy with the, the he had the um the crossbow on his wrist. Okay, like, I, 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 I can picture that. Yeah, because he probably yeah, gonna yeah. just shoot shoot darts at people. Different. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. A lot of people not feeling the outfit. I'm okay, but I'm like you, Eli. I remember you complained because you said the outfit was too dark. You want to be a little bit gray in it. 
and I agree with you. And I'm looking at this outfit. And I'm like, it don't have that gray in it like I thought. It looks just as dark or black as the like the Christian Bale or the Michael Keaton one. Yeah, like a yeah. little bit lighter, but for the most part, I like the same. And I was like, it needed to be a little bit lighter, you know, to be comic accurate. You know, like I feel like it's a missed opportunity, you know. But yeah, yeah. Eh, it'd be cool. There was no cape. Like I said, he's riding a bike. A lot of people are thinking that the cape might be, uh, you know, post processing or what you call yeah, it? CGI, they CGI, might or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, or maybe he's just not wearing a cape because if this is from, they say this also like from from Batman, like this Snyder Run Zero Year or whatever. Pretty oh, much had yeah. a similar scene where you're almost wearing the same damn outfit, no cape, ride on a like a dirt bike or whatever. Might be like that, or like I said, it might be in post production with the CGI because even when they made the old Nolan movies, you know he's riding riding on a bat bike with the with the cape. They didn't want to do CGI back then either because they were scared that the cape might get caught in the bike and kill the stuntman. Yeah, it didn't happen, but they were they was uh, uh worried that might happen. But like I said, they didn't have convincing cgi like they do nowadays so now they can do that put it back in everything and plus they can have the cape flowing like they want to and shit like that because superman's cape in man of steel was like almost 100 cgi mm-hmm. you know sometimes you can tell but yeah that's how that was so that's that but now we talk about the, now we talk about the batman now we talk about the bat fleck and we talk about why bat bat uh bat fleck ben affleck has finally opened up about why you know he left the dceu and there was something that we already called two years ago like we knew, we knew, but he's finally opened up to it. And basically he was just saying that, uh, like basically just Lee killed his love for Batman. You know, he said he wrote the script. He said, cause it, the, the excuse he was giving before was saying that the script wasn't resin ready. The script wasn't good enough. They turned the script down. He said, he showed people the script and said the script was actually pretty good. But they said after what you went through with BVS and what you went through with justice league, you go through this, you're not going to make it. You're going to drink yourself to death. Basically. Yeah. Plus, he was getting divorced and shit. And- right. I mean, like he went through a lot of shit around the time. He his his yeah. wife left him. Uh, he got a chance to play the character he wanted to play his whole life, and the movie underperformed. BVS. He was in another movie which flat out flopped. Justice League. Not only that, during that whole time, there was another movie he wrote, directed, and starred yeah. in. Yeah, he directed. Yeah, flop, flop. And I'm pretty sure that's why D- when that movie flopped, I'm pretty sure Dee was like, you know what? We gonna hold up. That's when they took. I think that's when they took him off the movie, because he was supposed to write and direct the star of the Batman movie also. But I think when DC saw how his movie flopped, they were like, you know what? We are already struggling as it is. We don't need to take a gamble on this, you know. And I think they kind of pushed him out. So I think he's get telling us some of the story, but not giving us the whole story. I think DC did kind of push him out, or they like you could star in it, but you can't direct and you can't you can't do everything. You you can't be just the Ben Affleck show, you know. I think that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to do with that one. They want to get a little bit more creative control underneath it and like i said everything that ben affleck was going through at that time like weaker people than him have broken far and fell off the wagon far worse than what he did you know at least he came back was able to tell his story some people fall off the wagon and just never come back yeah you, you know, know what's funny that and this was just what four or five years ago four years ago five years ago yeah four years ago yeah. when was bbs you know yeah, four years ago yeah yeah you know that's like the peak comic book movie uh hype you know and yeah, that shit was everywhere and how much how much did justice league make like 700 not like like 600 600 yeah that's considered a flop when nowadays that's probably gonna be right around where that you know that's gonna be realistic numbers now you know now that the peak is gone i think that we're gonna see a more realistic you know budget um 
profit now because the, the hype, hype isn't there in. anymore. Yeah, the hype yeah, is dying everything's down. dying yeah. down. And like, but back then, if it didn't break a billion, it was considered right. And that's the thing. And then the reason DC was making those type of money, uh, type making that type of profit, was because of Marvel. Because yeah. Marvel was making so much money, any comic kind of movie right at that time was going to make more money than it normally would have made. Yeah, I you mean, know? like we're, you know, Rise of Skywalker made over a billion, mm-hmm. and that's considered a flop. Right. Like, really? Just a billion? That's no, it. a billion ain't a good, ain't enough anymore. And it's like, <laughs> you know. I mean, like yeah. I said, so now that the the ship has rose with the tide, now they're gonna fall with the tide also. So yeah, now pretty much all the comic book movies, you're right, they're gonna hit around if they hit around like five hundred, six hundred million, that's gonna be, uh, you know, successful. But I mean, like I said, Just yeah. League, people consider Flock because it was basically two movies. You know, you had a Snyder movie, Snyder Cut doesn't exist, but he did, you know, shoot a bunch of shit. Scrap yeah. that shit. Josh Whedon came back, showed a whole nother movie. So the base like is two movies with one. That's why it flopped. Which is why you know Birds of Prey struggling. Also, they're base, they're probably going to hit around two hundred million when they really need to do about like three or four hundred million to call it a day. You know, call it a profit. But that's how that is. But like I said, with Ben Affleck, I'm so glad that even though even though I know all this is just promotion for his new movie. What is it? The Way Back or something like a basketball movie or something. Yeah, somebody's a coach. Yeah, I know it's all promotion, but at the same time, I'm glad he's opened up about his mental health issues. You know? Yeah. Because for some reason, 2020 is still a taboo subject to talk about when it's something needs to be something that people need to open up about. And the fact that he's doing it, open up about it, saying this would happen with him, this how he's fighting his way back, he's still not there, but he's getting there. I applaud him for it. You know? Like I said, I've said it before, he's my favorite Batman. By far. Well, the stunt guy that was with him was my favorite Batman. He's definitely the best part of those movies. Right. <laughs> that stunt man. <laughs> like, he was just moving, like, way too graceful for Batman. Ben Affleck. Even though I know he had his CGI abs and shit like that. That guy was moving way too graceful. And then he cut back to Ben Affleck. You're like, oh, wait. You were not just a guy I just saw a second ago. And so, yeah, that's my thing with him. So, now, can we talk about the uh, comic book shit? Even though we're starting early, sure. we're not going to talk about the comic books. But we're going to talk oh, about comic okay. book shit. Oh, we're going to talk about comic books. Yeah, yeah comic books. That's the thing. We normally try to stay away like any information from the, the industry, comic book industry, because we know, for the most part, listeners don't give a shit. You know, they don't. No. They didn't come here to I, listen. I barely idea. give a shit. Right, that's the thing, so why talk about it? But this was some <laughs> big news. This was broken by Hollywood Reporter, Deadline. Like, all the big news sites were talking about this, so I feel like it's something we do need to talk about and bring it in here. And, like, they need to clear up some shit exactly what's going on. So, basically, what's going on right now, and you know what, Eli, I forgot this guy's name just that fast. Even uh, though we just researched uh, before we started recording. Didio, what's his name? Didio, Didio. Didio. Okay. What's his first name? Dan. Don. Dan or Don? Not Don. Dan. <laughs> well, let's Dan, get his Dan. first name right. Dan. This is why we don't talk about comics on the show. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, let's I was start. Thinking of Mike, I was thinking of Mike Diodato. <laughs> no, no, not Diodato. We we like him. No, not that guy. Yeah, we, yeah he's <laughs> that, awesome. He's awesome. Let's talk about that, him. That would be sad, right? <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dan Didio. Hopefully we're saying his name right. If we're not, fuck it. Who cares? So Dan Didio has exited DC. And we all know what exited means. We all know what part ways means. He was fired. Let's just put it out there. We we know there's no official word on it, but we pretty much know this world because he had this big, huge event that he was planning that was getting ready to come out supposedly this year. Then he fired him. I mean, then he 
he exits, he's just like, you know, I don't feel like doing it anymore. I leave. No, something's something's not right about that. He was fired, especially when all of the uh, DC employees are all on Twitter saying, giving their condolences stuff like that for some mood. They were caught off guard by it. Yeah, he was fired. He was let go. And they've been doing this for the whole year. I think they said they let go like uh, 200, well, laid off 240 employees last year. And Didio, 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 that guy. Yeah. He was just like the last, you know, last piece of the puzzle. So, and here's the thing, Eli, I go on Twitter and like people are just, you know, happy as fuck and jumping for joy. This guy's gone. I'm like, when did we hate Didio? Yeah, I don't know. People, people are hating him. People are upset. And I mean, I mean, okay, he gave us the new 52. And that's what I was saying. I was like, how are you going to hate a guy that gave us new 52? They were like, well, that's the reason we hate him. I'm like, I thought we were on board with the new 52. I was. That's the shit that got me back in the comics. That's the shit that got a lot of people back in the comics. So they trying to say that they, they hate him for that. You know, now there's some other reasons also they say they hate him, but that's one reason they hate him. But that was actually a good good thing he did. I mean, he took risks. He took chances in the comics. Not everything he land, everything he did didn't land. But, you know, I still feel good about what he did. I mean, I didn't think that DC was in some, some terrible shape. I mean, no worse shape than the comic book industry itself. You know, as far as the comic industry, I think DC is carving its way path. But, you know, I didn't think he was doing that bad of a job. Now, there are other things people are complaining about them about. Uh, first off, he hates the Teen Titans. All of them. That's why you don't see him in the comics anymore. Or you see him, but they're like very downplayed. You know, uh, Dick Grayson is pretty much got shot in the head. I think he reviewed that book one time. And now he's Rick Grayson. You know, he doesn't even remember being Nightwing anymore. Uh, Wally West. Jeff Johns brought him back in New 52, said he's here, and what did they do as soon as Jeff John turns his head? He goes and murders the Teen Titans. Like, okay. And now he's off in space doing some other bullshit. So he hates legacy characters. Uh, he hates sidekicks. He hates the Legion of Superheroes, even though Bendis is starting to slowly bring them back. Uh, matter of fact, he was going to kill Nightwing back in Infinite Crisis, like back in the 2000s. Sounds like, like, that. Sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you would like him, but everybody else hates him. But yeah, he really, really, really wanted to just kill Nightwing. If you read the book, Nightwing gets like really fucked up in that book. You're like, there's no way Nightwing saved this shit. Then like the next issue, something like that, he's in the hospital. It's going to be slow, but he'll make it bad. Like, like no, he was supposed to fight this shit. He had like a building fall on him for shit. Like last I heard, he wasn't a... You know, he's he's just a human. But whatever. He's about this shit. So that's the thing. So he even though he can't so since he realized he can't kill the sidekicks, he's gonna just ruin their career until people just want them dead. He's gonna beat the shit out of them. Basically, you know. <laughs> so that's why Nightwing hasn't been Nightwing for like ten years because he never wants him back in a suit. He's always like a spy or he's a taxi cab driver or some other bullshit like this. He's always doing something except being Nightwing because that's the shit he don't like. Uh, he didn't want Wally West back. That's why he made Wally West black and kill him off. Um, you know, just just certain storylines that he just he was aboard. Like the whole rebirth thing, he didn't like the rebirth thing anyway to begin with. That's all Jeff John shit. And Jeff John's kind of like disappeared or something on Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the reason why he, he started. Re- he, he wrote the button and then Doomsday Clock and then said, "Fuck this shit." Right, <laughs> like let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. I don't care. I'm out of it. So I don't like this anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. So and and Didio, a lot of people are complaining about the way he ran the company. Also, oh, uh, there was this guy, and I I, I, was, I was in comic cast. There was this guy that was just like this sexual predator that was in DC Comics called 
Eddie Gazzaro or something like that. But basically, he was like in the Superman office and sexually harassed like every single woman in the office that came through there. And Didio just let the guy just just do whatever the fuck he wanted to. He was like, well, that's why women shouldn't work on the Superman books. You won't get your ass grabbed. Like, that's not really an excuse not to do shit. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Basically, like I said, they blame him for like a toxic work environment there also. But here's the thing, Eli. Here's the the big kicker why they said what might have got him shit canned. Uh, your boy, and it is your boy this time, Scott Snyder. Okay. They're saying it's a huge thing going on between Scott. First off, okay. Now, like I said, we just talked about yeah, this. Yeah, I whole, think I read something about this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's this whole big thing. Like a lot of people don't understand who uh, who runs DC right now. People keep saying Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. Yes, Warner Brothers does, but there's somebody over Warner Brothers. AT&T runs DC Comics. They run Warner Brothers. They run Time Warner. They run DC. Here's the thing. AT&T does not give a shit about comics. They don't. They don't. They think it was just something they inherited that they really don't give a shit about, but it's just kind of just there, hanging in the background, but they really don't care. So there are rumors going around that if DC don't get their shit together, AT&T might close the doors on the comics, the comic side of the division. You know, keep the video games, keep the movies, keep the TV shows, keep the cartoons, fuck the comics. Because it's like, it's, it's, no, it's not making us any profit anyway. Nobody's buying it. Hell, most consumers in the United States probably even know they even still make them. You know, because they only sell them in dingy comic shops that are closing down left and right every week anyway. You know, so. Full of assholes. Like us. Just bitching and whine about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's this weird joke that if, if people say that any. What do you buy? A Harley Quinn comic? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> oh, shit. What was I talking about? Okay, so Didio, hopefully I said his name right. Didio has this big plan coming called 5G. And you think it's kind of funny that they work, they work for AT&T and they call it a new event 5G? I think that's kind of funny. Whatever. So they got this big event called 5G coming out where they're just going to just completely change everything. It's going to be an all new, all different DC. Uh, Batman is going to be, you know, aged up like Batman Beyond. And the new Batman is going to be black. I think he's going to be black. Well, that's the thing. Bruce Wayne's going to be aged out. Batman's going to be black. Uh, mm-hmm. Superman's going to be aged out. His son's going to be super, uh, Superman. And I think Wonder Woman is going to be non-binary or some shit. I don't know. Maybe somebody just threw it in. I, I don't know if that's true or not. But anyway, uh, Green, Green Lantern is supposed to always supposed to be a black woman, I think. I, I even think I reviewed that book. Flash is supposed to be somebody. somebody. Also somebody new. Everybody's supposed to be somebody different. So that's the thing that they're would, doing. You know, you know like, like a big mama Green Lantern would be awesome. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I probably would read that book still. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing. So they were going to completely change. Basically, they're going to do the same thing that Marvel did in 2015, the all new, all different Marvel, which completely failed on every single level. It failed so bad that Marvel was boycotted at the time. It failed so bad, it created Comicsgate. That still hasn't gone away because they don't realize that Marvel completely changed all this shit now. But since they don't read comics to begin with, they're still bitching about some shit that happened in 2015. You know, so mm-hmm. Didio was planning doing the same shit that Marvel did back in 2015. That complete that was a complete disaster to the DC universe. So completely changed everything in the comics from what everybody knows. Meanwhile, in the movies and the TV shows and the comic books and I mean the cartoons and the video games, keep everything else the same. So. You got people watching this new Batman movie with Robin Pattinson. Hey, I want to read Batman. They go to the store, pick up a comic book. Why the fuck is he black? You know, that confused as fuck. 
So Scott Snyder tried to fight him on this. Well, not physically put hands on him or, you know, fist fight him and shit like that. But, you know, try to go over his head with editorial to try to, you know. I bet you Greg Capullo could have took him, though. Greg Capullo would have whooped his ass. <laughs> I've seen the guns on that guy. He could whoop his ass. I, I, met, I met that dude. Yeah, that dude swole as fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. So that's the thing. So Scott Snyder's like, no, you're fucking up with whatever you're doing here. You, you, uh, and I think he, I think he tried to block him on, like you know, we had Dark Knight Metal, right? Scott Snyder tried mm-hmm. to, you know, I think he tried to. Didio tried to block the sequel to Metal, Death Metal or whatever it's called. Like yeah. Didio tried to block that. So Snyder went over Didio's head, you know, to try to get him to stop with this five G bullshit. To get his book out there, and basically, I guess, came down to a point where it was either Snyder or Didio, and Didio's gone. So, what does that mean for 5G? We don't know because we already know Generation Zero is still on the way where Wally West and Dr. Manhattan is combined to do something. I don't know. Sounds weird as fuck, but I don't know. Uh, but I guess they're plan- still playing for that shit. And you know what? And the whole thing is that people have gotten people in panic mode. People are, you know, pointing doomsday scenarios at this because it's not just the fact of just video got fired. You know, we don't know who's going to replace him. We don't know if, because uh, it was basically like him and Jim Lee were like, you know, you know, uh, Starskin Hutch or, you know, Bush and Sundance or some shit like that. So maybe Jim Lee will be the main publisher or maybe I'm even hear some rumors that Jim Lee is next. Like he's about Jim to go Lee's going to be fired? Maybe. You know, it's a possibility wow. also. And so, I mean, they just might be just be cleaning house because they, I'm hearing all kind of crazy rumors about that. Like, if you read the Hollywood Reporter rumor, what they're trying to do is actually clean house with all comic book writers, like all of them. Like, even if they keep the comics, get rid of the comic writers, bring in the guys that write the TV shows and the movies and bring them in to write the comics. That way you can have like a, a whole cohesive synergy with this. That way every, yeah. everything will be all connected. You know, yeah. since they're all writing the same thing. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying that's what I've been hearing rumors of. Kind of like the same way with J.J. Abrams and his son was writing that Spider-Man book. Oh, uh, I, I take back what I said, Eli. That book is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, read, I read it this week. I was like, oh, shit, some shit happened in there. I, when they come out with a new issue, whenever it comes out, I'll talk about it. But it actually, it was actually pretty interesting shit in there. But they're saying that's what they want to go. So, you know, get James Gunn to write a Suicide Squad comic or, you know, Greg Berlanti, you know, write some Flash and Arrow comics and shit like that. You know, bring those guys over and don't crank out books like like 100 books a week and shit like that. They might crank them out like maybe like five books a month or some shit, you know, like one book a month, you know, so it won't be just like just bombarding with just comics and shit like that. Just when it happens, it's going to be an event whenever it happens, you know. So that's what they're planning. Some people saying they might shut the doors all down together. I'm even some even weirder shit saying that Marvel might buy the books. That is not going to fucking happen. Let's just stop with this we got it covered bullshit that everybody's talking about. Marvel is not going to buy <laughs> DC Comics. Why? Because Marvel is struggling with the fucking comics also. Why would they bring on yeah. more of that shit on there? I mean, they have a hard time with their books. Now the thing is... Marvel has their own issues going on. Like everybody, everybody knows just the the movies are making billions and billions and billions of dollars like that. Here's the thing: that has not affected the actual comic industry part of it. One iota that has not brought more people to the comic book shops. Yeah, because why? Because motherfuckers go see the movie, 
And then they go say, hey, I want to read Thor, and she's a chick. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iron Man's a teenage black female. Like, yeah, with yeah. Afro, Iron Man's like, a what? teenage black girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. The Hulk is Asian, a uh, smart Asian kid. <laughs> right. So it was like confusing as fuck. Like, why, why would I read this shit? You know? So that's yeah. what's going on with that. So, but Marvel, like I said, has their own issues. But the thing is, Marvel is not as in a bad situation as DC is in right now. Because if you notice with DC, a lot of time, even with their movies right now, they're slashing their budgets on these movies. They're not putting a whole lot of money in these movies. Joker barely had any budget. Shazam barely had any budget. Harley Quinn barely had any budget and still flopped. You know, uh, they probably did the same thing with the Batman. The Batman probably didn't have a huge budget. Like, you know, with Joni, they tried to get Jonah Hill for the Penguin. They wouldn't pay him what he wanted. So it makes me thinking that, okay, maybe they're, you know, uh, bringing the budget back on this movie also. You know, they're not going to do any big budget Justice League, Green Lantern, you know, space-faring movies and shit like that, you know, because that, that, would, that would cost too much money. So let's just do street-level shit. What I think what they're planning, I think they're planning a Batman cinematic universe. That's what I think they're planning. Not DC, just Batman. Have Huntress and Oracle and signal and whatever the fuck and just just throw them in there and shit like that and that's that's it's like called lego it. batman lego batman basically lego Bat condiment king and shit popping up yeah like that. lego so, batman said it in the beginning like dc the house that batman built right yeah. <laughs> suicide squad shit like that shit that don't cost them a lot of money i think that's what the rate they're going but basically they're not spending money on these movies like marvel is. marvel just throwing like probably the falcon and winter soldier movie will cost more than probably this batman movie would cost I mean, that TV show will probably cost more than the Batman movie will cost, you know, because Marvel's doing it. And the thing is, uh, oh, shit, we got some people calling in. Anyway, um, we won't get, what else? I lost my train of thought. We're not going to get, uh, fuck, what was I talking about? This is a Batman Cinematic Universe. Yeah, Batman DCU. Cinematic Universe. Okay, oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay, with Marvel. Now. Marvel is not going to, in the same issue, is having the same issues that DC's having because they are having success with the movies and they got these TV shows coming out, shit like that. But here is the difference. Kevin Feige is head of Marvel Comics. Like, mm -hmm. he's over everything right now. So, like, Joe Quesada used to have Dan Didio's position over in Marvel. Now, either he's been fired also or he's just sitting in his office with his thumb up his ass, not doing shit anymore because Kevin Feige basically has his job. You know, that's why all of a sudden, and he wants the same synergy in the comics just like the movies are. That he wants it all connected too. That's why, out of nowhere, we find out that the Tony Stark's been dead the whole time. You know, on some six cent shit. Like, wait, what? Like that wasn't explained before. Like, yeah, he he's dead. So movies he's dead, comics he's dead. It's all connected. So no more black female teenage non-binary Iron Man. No, it's just he's dead. Don't worry about him. So that's them. Uh, with the comics, you got Didio's out. We don't know who's going to take a position. We know it's not Jeff Johns because, like I said, he's in Hollywood. And here's another thing I want to take about, Eli. What if Hollywood and these movie companies start to feel like they don't need the comics? Like, well, I'm talking yeah. about both sides. What if Marvel and DC feel like they don't need the comics to make these new stories? Yeah. I mean, because look at Endgame. Then we, we all going to start reading indie comics then, man. That's Heavy gonna metal. Because that's all going to be there. <laughs> Image is going to be the shit. Right. That's because that's all you're going to have if, if Marvel and DC just shut shit down. I mean, just shut the doors now. Uh, because, like I said, Endgame wasn't based on the comic. Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't based on the comics. Even yeah. if they do base shit on the comics. 
Think about we're this. We're gonna all start. We're gonna have to start reading Valiant. <laughs> <laughs> they already say it's the greatest thing to slice bread, anyway. So shit. But the thing is, let's say if they never, if neither Batman, neither DC, nor Marvel make another comic ever, they still have fifty years worth of comic material to draw from. Hell, DC yeah. got eighty. So yeah. they could just mine those stories just forever and just forget this shit. You know, even if you did want to just base shit off comics, they just do that and never run out of material, even with the shit they have now. You know, it's not that like Valiant where they only been around for like, you know, 20 years or some shit. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and shit like that. They can, like, how many Batman comics have they made? Thousands. Over a thousand. Thousands, hundreds of thousands. They can't even scratch the surface on the Batman books. They, they could just probably just grab a Lynn Wein book from the 70s and just say, hey, let's make this movie. Boom. There you go. Yeah. You know, a Dwayne McDuffie Justice League run, a two issue run from the 2000s. Boom. There's your movie. You know, they could just do shit like that and just never run out of material. You know, so they could they could do that. They could shut the door down or they could just ignore the comic material all the way and just make whatever the fuck they want to and just do like, you know, uh, hell. DC, biggest movie of last year, that like the the second highest grossing DC movie of all time is a movie not based on the comic, not based on any storyline, not centered in the DCU, not even connected to DCU in any single way. Does they even star the character that he was uh, attached to, and it made a billion dollars, and it threw Oscar to left and right. So if you got shit like that happening, why do you need the comics? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying, like, like Guardians of the Galaxy didn't follow the comics at all. Not even a little bit. And a lot of people say those are the best, you know, Marvel Cinematic movies. You know, so, yeah. I mean, like I said, I hate to be all doom and gloom like that because we are a comic book podcast. We love comics. We like to talk about comics. We don't want to do a shot down. But at the same time, we do have to, you know, we do have to read the room. We have to read the terrain and see what the fuck's going on. You know, when you got yeah. CEO, you know, you got... Uh, Co-publishers getting fired left and right and shit like that. And you got AT&T companies that don't really see the value of comics. Comic shops shutting down left and right. The industry is going down every year, you know, as far as sales. You know, something's something's got to shake. Something's not right. You know, they can't keep doing the same shit they've been doing. Yeah. And this ain't going to pick up. Like we said, the movies peaked. Right. That's the thing. The movies peaked. Right. (laughs) So that popularity is that that, that where we plateaued. Right. So comics ain't getting any more popular than they than they were ever gonna get. Hell, it, it's video game movies now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's the new hotness. Comic book movies are the old and busted. You know, so that's that's where everything's going. But um, yeah, like I said, we want to see this shit shit keep going. But I don't know. AT and T doesn't see the value of it because, like I said, all they all they see is zero. All they see is the bottom line. And they're looking at comics and it's just like, okay, well, you're not really doing anything for us. You're not keeping up with like all these other companies. Yeah, Kevin Feige sees Marvel as his test bed or the R and D department for you know for Hollywood, but DC don't look at it like that. AT and T don't get look at it like that. They got their movies. They got you know Warner Brothers whole movie library and TV library and shit like that. They got Looney Tunes and all this stuff like that. They can still keep Batman. They can still keep making Batman material, Superman material, yeah. but they don't have to keep making comics. So, yeah, I don't know. Sad day. I, I feel like I brought the mood down. Why is that more sad than a flat earther getting killed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! Let can we move on past that? Sure. Okay. Uh, I guess we talking about the video game section. Uh, 
it. I bought NBA 2K. That was about it. Okay, I do want to say one thing about these new video games I'm buying. Eli, what was the last time you bought a video game? Um, shit. I don't know. One, probably one of the Mortal Kombat games. For okay. Like cheap. Let me ask you this. Are you noticing a trend where every time there's a loading screen pop-up, you see an ad for something? No. Okay, I'm starting to see that now. I bought NBA 2K, and I'm, I'm getting back in Street Fighter Five. you know, to start playing it, and I'm seeing ads popping up on there like, oh, buy this, buy that, buy the DLC. I'm like, well, I didn't pay for commercial. I already paid for the game. Why am I getting commercials? You know? No, I don't, I don't see that, no. It's a new thing. People are saying it's like that in Call of Duty also, so that's like the new thing. Where they're shoving advertisement down your throat and it's like that. I think that's like very annoying. So oh. I don't know. That's all I'm gonna talk about that. Let me see. We move on to the actual uh next part of the podcast. Sure. Okay. So like I said, this is the comic books where we talk about oh, this comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books. And this week we had a whole bunch of books drop. Uh, Eli read a whole bunch of indie shit. I didn't read a whole bunch of shit, but I did read some. And I guess I'm gonna start off with the X Minute, even though I only read one X book. And I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be the biggest book of the week, and it was Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Now, why is Wolverine having a new book is, uh, a big deal? Because it's Wolverine? Uh, because the last book he had, like the actual book the real Wolverine had, was what, back in 2013? That was what, The Death of Wolverine or some shit? Yeah, he died, yeah. He died, yeah. And, it was, uh, and, and people bought those books left and right thinking they were going to actually do something. Those books are worthless now. <laughs> Thank you, speculators. Yeah, yeah. I already sold mine. <laughs> right. Well, you, you, good, you did a good job. Sell that shit before. Uh, another reason mine. the comic industry is dying because it's fucking speculators. But uh, yeah, yeah, so Wolverine is back with, with his first solo issue. So this isn't X23 in Wolverine outfit. This isn't Old Man Logan. This is actually Wolverine. So he's here. So uh, let's see how the book starts off. So basically, how the book goes is uh, the book starts basically off. Basically, two books. It's really two books. That's the thing. Like this, was a, it was an expensive yeah. book too. This book was eight dollars. Yeah, it was. It was an yeah. eight dollar book. So yeah, it was two books, two stories. Uh, the first story was Wolverine waking up in Alaska. He's bleeding all over the place. His chest bursted open. His meat like off his bones. Some somebody's got fucked up, and he's looking at the X Force, and the X Force are all dead. And he realized he's the one that did it. He like, oh, what the fuck happened? You know. Yeah. So we cut back. Uh, what four days earlier? And something they, like that. Yeah, something like that. And Emma Frost is taking the kid, and she gets word from Bishop, and Bishop is finding out that they get they're getting the whole shipment stolen from them. You know, of their drugs. Somebody's stealing the drugs from them. They don't know who's doing it. So we'll ring his word for it. And he's like, okay, some of the X Force. I want them on site now. Uh, we know they're in Russia, but the thing is, Russia is not part of the whole Krakoa Treaty, so they're not allowed in Russia. So they got to get gateway, to, you know, to to send them over there. So they know exactly where they, they kind of pin down where the drugs might be taken. So they go to this church and it's these church of these mutant worshipers. They worship mutants and they think they're nice at first, but actually they don't only worship mutants. They think if they drink their blood or bite from them that they get the superpowers. Oh, and they, they took all the Krakoan drugs also. So they drink the Krakoan drugs. They get super strong, fight the X-Men thinking again, if they kill them, they get even stronger, but they end up dying from the drug because the drugs were bad. Wolverine tracks where they bought the drugs from to this like what would you call the Russian mafia, the the Bratva? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, let's call him that. But it's probably I probably said it wrong. But let's call him that. So uh, he finds them, finds out that uh, he gets sent the head of the main you know the the main pastor of the church would like that said y'all sold this guy some bad drugs. What the hell's going on? He's like, well, 
Okay, so we made this deal with this lady called the Pale Lady. That's what she called herself. But she was asking too high of a price. So we decided to cut corners and go to Sokovia and just sell them Sokovian dirt. Thinking they wouldn't know the difference, you know. So, and but we realized that she's crazy also because the guy takes off his sunglasses. One of his eyes has been burnt out. It's like, she made me do this. She made me take a lighter to my eye, burn my own eye out. That's why we got these sack of dampeners so she can't do that shit to us again. So it's not you we're scared of. It's her we're scared of, you know. Um... And then also in the CIA is also on the trailer. There's also some dude named Bannister or something like that. Hawaiian shirt CIA agent. Pretty sure he'll show up later on. But we cut to the end. And Wolverine, we don't know how Wolverine got here. But he's in Alaska. And the the, the X-Force is chopped up because he chopped them up. He's walking through the woods. He sees footprints, follow the footprints. He thinks he sealed the pale lady. But he doesn't know if he sealed the pale, pale lady. And she dies. No, I'm sorry. She didn't die. He, some other guys find she, him. And she, like, disappears. Like, she's yeah, not she, like, there disappeared like, in the, in the, the Some other guys are there. Yeah. yeah, and, like, some hunters and stuff like that. And they find Wolverine asking what happened. He, like, he don't know. He don't know who he is. I'm, I'm, I know he know who he is, but he's, like, he didn't realize what happened to him. Because, obviously, obviously, if you put the piece together, the pale lady controlled him to kill the X-Men or X-Force or whatever, yeah. you know. Even though it doesn't really matter because they resurrect them anyway. But they're not so. really dead. They're just yeah. going to grow them again. They can just grow them again. But, you know, Wolverine has this whole thing about, like, even though you bring them back, the trauma stays with them and some shit. You know. Yeah. So, whatever. So that's the first story. <laughs> like I said, this is a big-ass book. This is almost a damn graphic yeah. novel. <laughs> now, the second story is about Wolverine um, trying to stop Omega Red from walking through the Krakoan Gate. Because, like I said, it's Krakoa is welcome for all mutants. That's the tagline on there. So even uh, uh, evil villain like Omega Red, Wolverine is getting ready to chop his ass up. He's like, I'm going to give you three seconds to walk back through that portal. And Omega's like, I'm, I'm not leaving. And then Magneto just puts a stop to the shit, like just grab, like m- magnetically freezes Wolverine. He's like, Wolverine, you're not doing shit. Matter of fact, you see he's fucked up. You see Omega Red is fucked up. He got blood all over him. That's, that's his own blood. So how about you go find out what happened to him, so make yourself useful, and just throws Wolverine through the portal. You know, Wolverine goes to the portal. He looks in the... Uh, uh, he finds this car. Oh, the car is just a bunch of just dead bodies in here. Like, okay, Omega Red must have did this shit. So he goes back and try to interrogate Omega Red. And Omega Red basically tells him, no, I didn't do this shit. Somebody else is worse than me out there doing this shit and blaming me for it. Matter of fact, why don't you go to France and figure this shit out? So Wolverine gets his first clue. Goes to France. Sees this uh, beautiful lady outside selling flowers and shit like that. He tries, you know, hit on her, pick her. Like, why don't we get out of here and go do blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, I'm working. I got to do something. So he goes into... The bar, he drinks some shit, and then he realized that he's surrounded by fucking vampires. And they drugged him, and he passed out. When he wakes up, he's upside down, hanging, and they stick like a, a pipe in his neck to make his blood drain out so they can drink it. You know. And Wolverine's pissed at himself. He realized the reason he's pissed at himself because he's been hanging in Krakoa so long, you know, his 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 senses have been dull because he's just been chilling for so long. The sense ain't as sharp as it used to be because if that was happening before, they never would have got the drop on him. So anyway, the, the beautiful flower girl outside turns out to be a vampire slayer. Uh, she just started chopping it. She just got this UA, UAV light that just blows everybody away. Wolverine chops a bunch of people. And she realized they're they on the same side. They need to work together. So they go to this this uh, monastery. And she what she say? She worked with the Night Watch, the Night Guard or something? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. They go downstairs. They go down to the bottom. And they get attacked by vampires again. Wolverine tries to fight so many of them off. But... Louise, who the the beautiful flower girl, she gets she gets captured, and the vampires are like, all we want to do is just drink your blood, and then we'll leave. We'll we'll let her go. 
So Wolverine's like, okay, bring it on. So Wolverine still try to fight some of them off, but the most of them like drink his blood and they fly off. But he can't turn into a vampire because Wolverine's got the healing factor. He's got built in, you know, white blood cells and enzymes that can block this shit from turning. So uh, we cut to the end. Omega Red walks back to the portal, back to where he was before, and he sees Dracula, the head of the vampire. Dracula is in sunlight. He's a daywalker now. Why? Because he because when they they took Wolverine's blood and brought it to Dracula, so he's a daywalker now. He just walked through the daytime. He uh gives Omega Red some kind of enzyme or some kind of something that basically like quills his bloodlust. But he also has to detonate it in and basically tells uh, Omega Red, you work for me now. So what I want you to do, you go back to Krakoa and do whatever they tell you to do, but you really work for me. And boom, <clears> that's how the book ends. So, yeah, yeah two lengthy and there ass stories. Yeah, there was some shit about how Wolverine's blood, there's attributes of Wolverine's blood that acts like a vampire virus and shit. And... Yeah, because it, 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 it's a cure-all. Yeah, which I'm I'm pretty sure didn't they say something about like like the blood the drugs they're selling got Wolverine's blood in them or something like that? Something, yeah. I, oh, maybe I'm just making so, shit up. I don't know. It sounds like the, the vampires want Wolverine's blood so they can get a healing factor or some shit. Right. Well, I mean they or already have one, on. but basically this yeah. they they basically like really be immortal, like complete all their yeah, you know this stuff like walk during the day, you know. Right, and like I said, we don't review a lot of Marvel here, but the thing is, vampires in Marvel, like as of now, twenty twenty, they're a they're a big thing, mainly because Blade is back. They're trying to push Blade, mm-hmm. so you got to have Blade kill somebody. So vampires are back too. So I guess Wolverine's killing too, and it's vampires. You just have Wolverine kill a bunch of vampires. What's wrong with that? And and the vampires are gaining power. Because mutants have left, all the mutants are on Kokoa now. Right. So, um, and it's making it humans leave, like, leave, yeah. yeah, yeah, leaving humans for easy prey. Right, because the so the, uh, the mutants are just protecting themselves. Now they're not they're not really too worried about anything else that's going on, like human problems. So yeah, yeah. it's all connected. Like I said, the vampires are a big deal in the Marvel universe. Wolverine killing much vampires, cool. Um. I want to see where this pale lady thing goes or how even it ties into Hickman's whole vision or whatever. Uh, pretty cool issue. Like I said, you just want to see Wolverine just, just go go nuts. It didn't give me that Savage Avengers feel, though. Like, when you know when you read Savage Avengers, you're like, oh, yeah, Wolverine just just going nuts in this book. I didn't get that <laughs> sense in this one. Even yeah. though the artwork in the second issue of the second storyline was cool. Did that guy remind you of Greg Capullo? The art. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not saying it was, but I was looking at it, I'm like, I can picture Capullo drawing the same shit, and you know, you wouldn't even tell the difference, so I thought it was pretty good. It was, I liked it. Yeah, it was really gritty and violent. I did like it. Um, yeah, so I actually liked him better than Kubert. You know, I always thought Kubert was overrated anyway. Not Ramita level, but, you know, <laughs> deal. Uh, overall, no, I, I'm going to give it a four out of five. It was cool. It was it was a lengthy story, so I appreciate that. I feel yeah. like I did get my $8 worth out of it. But, you know, it's it's Wolverine. You expect to see some some cut loose shit that you don't get from a standard X-Men book. And it really wasn't that. And matter of fact, it was pretty much felt like an X-Force book until like the very end. Yeah. Like well, it could have easily been in, in one of those books. Yeah. I like the second story a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I really had no interest in reading this. Um I really didn't care what Wolverine was doing, especially I'm just not feeling this whole new X-Men thing that's going on. Oh, I'm loving you know, it, man. I'm loving it. Yeah. I, I, and then when I said, oh, here's Wolverine's back, and I'm like, ah. Oh. And then then I saw it's a double issue for eight bucks. And I'm like, man, those motherfuckers. I, I really didn't want to <laughs> read it. Because it's Wolverine. Adam, 
<laughs> out of peer pressure. I saw all y'all posting about it. And I'm like, fine, fine. I'll <laughs> read this fucking book. And to my surprise, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't wowed by it, but I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. Um, even the shit with Krakoa, I thought that was cool. The whole, you know, basically a drug deal mob shit going on. Yeah. And then he fights vampires in the second story. So I was like, sweet. Uh, I, I dug on it. So yeah, it's a four out of five for me. I didn't expect, I, and it was the last book I read. This was like 70 pages, eight bucks, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be like one of those director's cuts where it's going to be like uh, like 30 pages of story, then the rest of it is like pin-ups oh, yeah. like that. Like, no, nah, it was actually yeah. a, a story. So, yeah. So I, I appreciate so, that because yeah. I, I feel like I got my money's worth with that. I feel like I got two Wolverine stories. So, uh, $4 a piece. Okay, I got my money's worth. Yeah, to my surprise, I enjoyed it. I really didn't. I really didn't even want to. I almost didn't get it. You know? <laughs> but I mean, everyone we had to see how the first it. Wolverine book. Because I, I just want to see how. Because this, because that's the thing about these X Men books. I was like, yeah, the X Men story is cool, but I'm not getting enough Wolverine. So give me some Wolverine yeah. and see what he's been doing. Let me follow his adventures. So they, and they I gave didn't it to even me. care. Like even when they brought him back, like even while Wolverine was dead, I was reading Old Man Logan and all that shit. You know, mm-hmm. so I didn't even care. When they were bringing him back, and oh, Wolverine's back, he's back from, from the dead, blah, blah, blah. I didn't give a shit. So when they announced this book, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, they got me. It, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. So. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'll, I'll let you go. Even though you talked a lot on this one, it's, it's your turn now. Ah, uh, crap. I guess the only. I didn't read any Marvel besides that. Um, so I guess I'll go to DC real quick. For Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Okay. Um, Black Label. Yeah, Black Label. This book is awesome. I have, I'm just all over Daniel Warren Johnson's nuts right now. He's writing and art with colors by Mike Spicer. Um, basically, this is Wonder Woman waking up hundreds of years in the future from being in some sort of cryogenic stasis. And she discovers the world has been devastated by nuclear war it's just a radiation wasteland she finds the few human survivors who are basically all like uh fighting these like mutant monsters you know so she kind of protects these last remnants of humanity and um you know fighting these big giant monsters and this issue this is number two she wants to bring them to themyscira um, she, her and a few of the, the survivors, they find a little boat to sail to Themyscira to check every, you know, she wanted to check, see what's, you know, everyone's cool there. Um, she gets to Themyscira and that island is devastated. Um, it's in ruins. Um, and then she finds, uh, she finds Hera and what's her name? Uh, 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 Nubia? Is that her name? Nubia. Nubia's back. Yeah. Yeah. Black Her, History Month. They find, okay. Yeah, they she finds them and they're all like fucked up and mutated. And they're like, well, how did how how what happened to you guys? And she says, Oh, the humans did this to us. That with their nuclear war, their radiation, now we're a bunch of mutants. So it turns out that all those monsters that are attacking the humans are basically the uh Amazons. And Wonder Woman's been killing them all. And Hera's like, you've been killing your sisters. 
So she's like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been protecting these humans who. So it's I am legend. Basically. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's number two. Like, she's like, oh shit, I don't, I, I, I swore to protect these humans, but now I can't now. And, um, yeah, book is awesome. I, I love Daniel Warren Johnson's art. Uh, he has such gritty, kinetic action, you know, very, a lot of energy and movement, you know, but then his facial expressions are, are there. You can see so much emotion in the faces. So, um, yeah, this is a five out of five for me. I'm digging this. It's a black label book. It's violent. And the big, the big, uh, the bigger canvas to work on, the art really stands out. So yeah, digging this wonder woman, dead earth. Check it. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, the next book I have is uh, Batman 89. Oh, you going to do that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to do that. I was confused as fuck. Like, people keep saying Batman 89. I'm thinking they're talking about the Michael Keaton movie. Like, <laughs> what the hell, y'all? Okay, but anyway, uh, basically how the book starts off, uh, we're in Mercy Hospital in Gotham. Uh, Penguin gets dropped off. His, his neck, his throat is bleeding because he, he got it slit by, by Deathstroke. He's telling the guy that, okay, I'm going to pay you $100,000 if you call this number and you patch me up. If you don't do it, I'm going to have my guys kill you. How is he going to have his guys killed that he's dead? I don't know, but whatever. Uh, and it was like, and Batman just dropped me off and drove off. Like, so where's Batman? What do you think he is? He's working. And we cut to the next panel, and we see Batman uh, chasing down Gunsmith, you know, that one of those D-list assassins, whatever like that. He's a... Uh, like he bat roped his bike and he's just dragging on the ground to his bike, throws a battering at him, gun explodes in him, beats the shit out of him. He's done. Big deal. And Batman's really like, okay, I'm, I'm working too hard to fight these D-lists. I need to be proactive on a situation like this. So I need to be in front of this. Matter of fact, I already know where the next guy's going. So I'm going to just head over there now. So while Batman's heading over there, we cut to the graveyard and when we see Harley Quinn and Catwoman fighting off these grave diggers, just beating the shit out of them and shit like that. And Harley Quinn is telling, you know, Catwoman that that Joker body in the ground is not the Joker. She's like, yeah, I kind of figured it out. Yeah, that guy used to work for the Joker. Matter of fact, he used to walk Bud and Lou for him, you know, my pet hyenas. Cool guy, but he's kind of crazy. But, you know, to work for us, he's kind of got to be. So they beat the shit out of those guys. And then they get jumped by Merlin and Cheshire, who has a Band-Aid on her, you know, by hitting, getting hit by a fucking truck, you know. And Harley <laughs> Quinn and Catwoman just beat the shit out of him. So, yeah, that's them. Cut back to Batman, because Batman already knows where who's the next target on his list, on the, uh, the D-list bad guy's list. And he got to fight who, Dr. Teeth, Mr. Teeth, something. That guy. Oh, he yeah, already, that guy. Yeah, he already knew he was going to try to kill the Riddler. So, and he already knew the, where the Riddler was the whole time. He's been letting the Riddler just chill up there for a while. But he's like, no, I'm going to go pay the Riddler a visit. So he goes up there, finds Mr. Teeth, breaks his arm, breaks his leg, Beats the shit out of him. I'm like, damn, Batman. Like, okay. But then he realized that Riddler's not even there. He's like, okay, something's not here. But he, he realized his terminal is still on. He's like, okay, it's weird. So he turns on the terminal and he sees Riddler, butt naked, talking to the designer. The designer's like the big bad of the story, or so we believe. And while he sees it, he sees Riddler making hand motions where the designer can't see it, but it's towards the camera where he can see it. So he's basically giving Batman a clue. So. While he's doing that, Batman calls up Lucius. He like, tell you what, uh, Riddler has been sitting up here and got the schematics of every single person in Gotham. So I'm going to download this to the back computer so you can have it too. Like, okay, cool. And release the drones to go get the rest of the, the D-list supervillains. And he's like, don't call them the drones. Call them, what do you call them, the Bat Swarm or some shit? 
I forgot. Something like that. Something like that. So anyway, he sends drones and they go pick up Deathstroke. Boom, that's it. Uh, Harley Quinn and Catwoman show up, but they were looking for Batman. Catwoman was looking for Riddler. She's like, Riddler, where the hell you at? I came here looking for you. And then she sees Batman. She's like, oh, hi, honey. Like, wasn't expecting Batman to be there because she'd been trying to avoid him the whole night. Batman's like, okay, Catwoman, you got a lot of explaining to do. First off, who is this guy on this term computer terminal? He's like, that's the designer. Uh, oh, another thing, I'm sorry. And then while we're doing that, we cut to the end of the book. And like I said, since the Joker went dead, Joker's still alive. Now, while they was in the graveyard scene and beating the shit out of Merlin and Cheshire, uh, Harley Quinn and Catwoman getting spied on by some girl that we didn't get a chance to see. And at the end of the book, the girl is giving uh, on the phone with Joker and basically saying, yeah, Batman's involved in Situation 9. And Joker's like, don't worry. About, well, I'm not worried about that. I got some stuff I got to take care of before I see Batman anyway. And basically, he has a wall of the Bat family with the secret identities pinned to the wall. And the book says, to be continued. So, yeah. And uh, she's saying, my dear. So they're implying that. Right. That's well, his new fling. The cat's out the bag now. The cat's out the bag. This book has been sold out. This is on the second printing now, and the reason because of this girl. Now, for those that's not, and in all the, you see is her mouth. Yeah, all you see is her mouth. You don't see any. You don't even know who she is. Like if you read the book, yeah. you don't think anything twice about her. Uh, but she does yeah. give one little thing. Like she, she looks at Harless like uh, that's her. She ain't much, you know. You can tell she. But you know, like you said, if you read the book, you don't think much about it. But the reason this book is selling out so fast is because of this girl. This girl is the Joker's new girlfriend, which isn't in this book. It's not explained in this book, but it's already been leaked. His new girlfriend named Punchline. You know. Okay. Uh is me uh Eli, does she look Asian to you? By going by just her mouth? Well, I mean, they, they showed a picture of her like on Ain't It Cool News or some shit like that. Oh no, I didn't see that. Uh, they I, showed a picture I, of her. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big thing. Like speculators have gone crazy over this book. Yeah. Yeah, they they that's why I've sold out right now because they're thinking it's gonna be worth money down the road or put the kids through college like that. It's not, but that's what they think. It's not. Yeah. It'll be worth 20 bucks tops. If that. It won't even be that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but the girl's name is Punchline. That's her name. It's the Joker's new girlfriend. Uh, She has this kind of like a kombuki theater look to her. That's what that's what I got from oh, yeah. it. You know, okay. I'm, like I said, I just briefly looked at it. I was it. thinking more of like a mime, but then maybe I'm just thinking of mime and marionette from a... Oh, oh, or, oh yeah, you, you can say that, you say that. But like I said, that's that's new girlfriend, her name is Punchline. Doomsday Clock, yeah. Yeah, Doomsday, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a showdown between her and Harless. When, okay, you know, the ex versus the new girl, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why this book has been selling out left and right, because Tinian has made this new character. We don't know what's going to happen with her, but I guess we'll see. I guess the next book is when we'll actually get a, you know, a full feature of her. Yeah. So overall, it's fortified. It's cool Batman shit. It's it's Batman. I mean Action packed. Yeah. Bring the action back, you know. And that's the thing, like this Tinian books, like they've been nothing but action. Like I said, Batman's hunting down all these D list assassins, so he it's yeah. gonna be action left right with these guys. And he's like brutal with these guys. I was expecting to break the dude's arm and leg. Why didn't he punch his teeth out? That's what I didn't understand. Or or just that fight with the on the motorcycle at the beginning where he's fighting I, that was the pretty guy cool. with the yeah. and shit. <laughs> I fought you know, real I, soldiers. Yeah. You not one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they pushed the dude in the nose. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was dope. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so since we're on DC, should I do this Aquaman, I guess? I guess. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Other, not much happens other than Mira gives birth. Um, I mean, that's kind of a big deal, you know? Yeah. They have a baby. Um, I have not. I dropped off the Aquaman book for a while. Um, 
ever since I only stayed with the the new writer. What's her name? Kelly Sue DeConnick. Uh, Kelly she, Sue I think DeConnick. She was, yeah, I think she should write Captain Marvel. Yeah, I I, I only stayed with her. She because I I just you know Arthur got amnesia and all this shit, and I just wasn't feeling it. Um, so I kind of dropped off after a while. And so I don't really know what's been going on. All I know is like Mira's queen. I don't think Arthur's been back to Atlantis yet because he was, I think he was at, uh, uh, banned from Atlantis or whatever. But that was that was but, like um, even before she took on the book. I remember I that from, from Justice I think they thought he was dead because he had amnesia. And I, so I haven't fo- been following, so I'm not sure what was okay. happening. Did, did, but I think you, they you thought, read Drown- you read Drowned Earth, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Okay, because um, he supposedly died in Drowned Earth. Yeah, and uh, but but he was because that's right because that whole yeah they reset everything and he he ended, anyway he had amnesia that's all I remember and I think they just thought he was dead so yeah like the Just League made a statue for him and everything but he just had amnesia that's all yeah um so I I don't know what's been going on but basically what happened before this issue is Black Mana came and Mira used her aquakinesis to fuck him up and then she collapsed and went into a coma. And the issue is basically them just bringing Arthur brings her back to Atlantis to take take her to the, you know, the medical facility, and um, induces labor while she's in she's in a coma, so she's fucked up. And at the end of the book, they're like, "Here, you know, we had we it was an emergency. We had to bring her out." And it's a little baby girl, Aqua baby, Aqua girl, little bit, Aqua baby girl, yeah. And that's basically all that happened. Now, here's the thing. I do want to bring this up, like I said, it's a comic book podcast, but that's actually a, one of the most important Aquaman stories back in the 60s with Aquababy. Uh, okay. Black Mana killed Aquababy. As a baby. Oh, I, did, I did not know that. It was a really fucked up story. Yeah. The 60s, huh? In the 60s, yes. That's what they definitely killed. Like Black, there was a story, Black Mana killed Aquababy, and that's why... Uh, Mira and Aquaman got a divorce because you know, basically, you know, you lose a child. They couldn't be in the same room. They blamed each other for what happened. But it was a really, really dark story back for Aquaman back in the sixties, back before Super Friends. But yeah, all I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was curious just to see what happened. I saw the cover and I'm like, you know, what? I, 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 I'm an Aquaman fan. I think Mira and him have a great relationship. I think they're down, down for life for each other. You know. But I like see, I think all this plays into that 5G stuff we've been talking about. Or whether okay. or not it's still going to happen, not like that. Because not only is Aquaman and Mira having a baby, uh, Tom King tweeted... Oh, oh that's right. Catwoman, yeah. him and Batman are, yeah. Batman yeah. and Catwoman are having a baby. So. You know? And that's one thing we didn't talk about earlier that also, like we talked about in the 60s with Aquababy, uh, also pre-crisis, Batman and Catwoman had a baby also, which grew up to be the Huntress. That's where I just came from. She's Batman and Catwoman's, you know, baby. If you watch the Birds of Prey 2003 TV show, that's comic accurate. Uh, okay. I, was, I watched that show for, like, oh, uh, for a hot second, and the main villain of that show is Harley Quinn. It's it's oh, all full really? circle. Yeah, it's all full is circle. Is that on DC app? Yes, it is. I, I think. I'll check it out. I'll check it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not on DC app, but it is on the CW app. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Still free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just curious. Just I just jumped back in just to see what was happening. Um, sounds like shit's all fucked up. Uh, so I give it a three out of five. You know. Damn. Not 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 the usual Aquaman stuff you usually have, but okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just she. She's it's just a trip to the hospital. They're at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're dealing with stuff like you know, uh, Mirko's there. I and and like they're dealing with like they see Aquaman. They're like, what the fuck? Why is he here? And you know, Queen Mira is is it needs medical help. Blah 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 blah. You know, there's you know a little bit of static happens, but, but in the end, it's just them going to going to the hospital for a given birth. Oh, just let you know, I'm I'm done. I have nothing left. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm you didn't done. do the. You're not doing unkillables or whatever. No, I was gonna let you do that. Why? Why am <laughs> I doing that? Did you <laughs> read that it? fucking Wolverine book with like eight dollars? <laughs> you didn't read it? No. Oh man, I thought I only got this book because I thought you were gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, Wolverine is eight dollars. <laughs> okay, so basically, this is Deathstroke going around and killing zombies, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw now. Now let me ask you this: Is this book like parallel in the same time frame as the first series? I believe so. Okay, that's what I, I said. I heard it wasn't really like a sequel, but it was like like a side story. Like, okay, we saw what the heroes were doing. This book is showing what the villains were doing at the time. Yeah. So it, it's it starts out. Uh, Deathstroke goes to some like like uh, Nazi skinheads hideout. Only they're all zombies. So he just. The beginning of this book is just awesome. It's just Deathstroke killing Nazi skinhead zombies. Um, <laughs> nice. Then, then we go to the you know Wayne Manor and and uh, Jason Todd is uh, finding out that everyone's dead. You know, <laughs> so he finds <laughs> like Nightwing's body and shit. And... Yeah, he finds all their bodies and shit. He buries them. He finds Ace. The dog's still alive and fine. But he buries Batman. And what I thought was funny is he marks he he does like this makeshift tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> for Batman, it says Bruce Wayne, father, mentor, bastard. Oh, Batman. so that was real. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that was. I saw I saw a meme in it. I was like, I didn't know that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I posted it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so then he jumps in the Batmobile. He takes off. He 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 uh he has the brother eye kind of look around for um uh who are the like the bat family that still got pulses, and that leads him to Ravager. He finds Ravager. They go off to sit. You know. Um, oh no. Ravager's what's her face? So Ravager's found by uh, what's his name? Deathstroke finds Ravager. Um, and they fly off. Oh yeah, they get they, He's in a helicopter. Picks up with a helicopter, but then Zombie Man Bat shows up, and they fight. <laughs> zombie Man Bat. Okay. Yeah, and then they go to a yeah they go to an island, way out somewhere that was like uh you know basically hide from humans. So and you know where no phone signal could get to, and it's basically Vandal Sat and a bunch of villains are there. Vandal Savage, Solomon Grundy. Cheetah's there, Captain Cold, Lady Shiva, Bane, Deadshot, um, and oh, the Creeper. They're all just chilling on this island, and they're like, "Okay, we got to take, we got, you know, we got this world full of zombies and shit." Then we go back to fucking, uh, 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 what's his name? Not Dick. Jason. Jason. Uh, and he finds uh, he finds um, orphan or she's Batgirl, and they find uh, Gordon, and they're fighting zombies. Harvey gets bit, 
And basically, it's Orphan, Jason Todd, and Harvey or uh, Gordon in a what do you call it in the Batmobile, and they take off. Um, they fucking take. They find Joker's dead body. They fucking put. They put Joker's dead body. Nail him to the front end of the Batmobile and then drive out of Gotham. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what happened? Oh, they go to the or yeah, they go to Bloodhaven and they find a bunch of orphans. That's what happens. Okay, yeah. cool. And they're like, so there's a bunch of kids at the orphanage, you know, and they almost kill them. Like, what the fuck? Because they roll up, they roll up on the set with Joker on the fucking hood <laughs> of the Batmobile. <laughs> So this is, I mean, this was great. It was a lot of fun. This is basically Walking Dead with superheroes. Okay. A lot of action, a lot of gore. You know, I liked it a lot better than the the last story arc because I I thought the last story arc was just okay, mm-hmm. but this this was actually brutal and shit. You know, a lot a lot of action. I mean, because so. it's villain, I, so it's it's funny to watch it. Yeah, movies. yeah. So I get a four point five out of five. I thought I totally thought you were gonna read this. I'm, I'll be on yeah. the next one. I, 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 I dropped the ball this time. <laughs> I'll be on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, other than that, I read a bunch of indie shit. Um, I read Bitterroot, the new Bitterroot number six, which was awesome. Um, Bitterroot's that uh, uh, horror book about the um, the black family in Harlem back in the 1920s who fight demons. These demons called uh, Jinyu that are sort of created out of uh, hatred. Racism sort of gives birth to hate and which creates these demons and they possess people. They feed off a of hatred and fear. And, um, this family fights them kind of like a, kind of like evil dead in a way, you know, they get possessed and they fight them. Um, this one kind of picks off with the last story arc. Um, Colin, one of the, one of the family members is, is like caught in purgatory. Um, Ma Edda, is the, the, like the patriarch she's like the grandma she's into herbs and knows how to make potions and shit she's working on cures we have uh the one guy what was his name the doctor and and um and miss nightingale the ones they they were the ones that survived the 1921 tulsa bombing oh damn okay you know? and now they're possessed by this new demon that that feeds off of trauma and pain so it's a different demon than the Jinyu, you know, so that that's going on. And um, Ford and the big guy, what's his name? The guy who talks in really, uh, he talks in really big words, indubitably and shit. He's always saying these really <laughs> long words and shit. Anyway, he's been infected. And then Blink, the, she's like the little, uh, the teenager, she, she doesn't want to be, um, like do women's chores. Like she doesn't want to sit and make potions and, you know, be a healer. Like that's mainly a woman's job. You know, she wants to fight. She's good at fighting demons. That's what she wants to do. So that's kind of what's going on more of the family dynamic. But the big thing that's happened is they got this new demon to deal with. And it's this guy, this, uh, the guy who survived the, the Tulsa massacre and he's feeding, he's being possessed by this demon that feeds on trauma and pain he goes to Georgia where a little boy has been lynched and the, the, the community is all heartbroken and up in arms. And he's basically saying, we will get justice. We will, you will find peace through this pain and basically possessing 
this black community, it's kind of fucked up and kind of giving me shivers right now. Yeah, that I'm talking it, about. it sounds like super fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, I, I want find... to get on uh, Bitterroot. I'm gonna have to. It yeah, sounds like I said, this. I was reading this before the Watchmen, and when I started watching the when the Watchmen TV show came out, I'm like, this is going where Bitterroot was going. Right. You know. So, like I said, yeah. So it ends. It's kind of a really emotional, fucked up scene. But yeah, he's it's his little boy got lynched, and he's basically telling this this town. Yes, we will find peace, but he's being possessed by this demon that feeds on trauma and pain. So it's, huh, yeah. <laughs> but I love this book. This book is awesome. Four out of five. Fuck it, five out of five. You know, <laughs> it was one of my books of the year last year. It was one of the coolest things I it read It was on last a lot year. of people's lists last year. I, I noticed that. Yeah. So. They're making a movie. I guess, what's his name? Uh, Black Panther guy. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, no, no the, the director. What's his name? Uh, Coogler. Yeah, he's supposed to be developing a either a TV show or a movie of this series. So nice, okay. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it need to be. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 cool, you know. Um, so that was it. I mean, I mean, I read like some other shit. I read that Bloodshot Number Zero. I mean, it's just um, weird they're making these movies out of comic books so fast. I mean, we're on issue six. Yeah. <laughs> so they already making like, can you at least wait to the arc ends or something? You know, fuck it, just go. Yeah, it was well. That one was just an arc. That first volume, it was a complete story arc, but it did leave, um, kind of things open ended where it can't continue. So now here are number six, which there was like a one shot that came out around Halloween, which was good. But then this is like the first continuation since like last year. So it's been a while since we had that next, the next arc. You know. Okay. So. Yeah. But other than that, like I read the Bloodshot number zero, which was fine. I mean, um, I only picked it up one because of the movie, and two, you know that claim that all the Valiant fans say that you can pick up any Valiant book and not know what's going on. But they say that, yeah. But and you be completely get completely familiar with the character. Well, I I guess it's true for this one. It's a number zero. We go into the history of Bloodshot. He's this version of Bloodshot is a uh, he's in Russia hiding out mm-hmm. um, and working for some Russian pipeline, but then turns out there's some human trafficking going on, and he decides to let the Bloodshot come out and um, kick ass. So there's a lot of bloody action, which is cool. Um, eh, three out of five. I thought it was I thought it was fine. Yeah, I keep um, getting bloodshot up. Come out. I guess I have to get familiar with that. People are gonna start asking questions, so yeah, yeah we at least gotta I, act I mean, like I've, we know. Yeah, I mean, I've read, I've sampled some valiant stuff, you know, because Ogar, Eric, shout out to Eric, who used to be on this podcast with us, and he's a huge valiant. Stop talking about valiant, right? Yeah, he love and bloodshots like his favorite character, like his band, that's like his, that's songs his about profile pic right now on Facebook. Yeah, he loves bloodshot. So I, I did read some bloodshot. I. Um, and, and some other Valiant stuff. I just haven't found that one story that has, wow, like, okay, I like this character. Like I've read Bloodshot. I've read like Rye and is it Ninja K or is it Ninjack? I don't even know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Bo, yes to both. <laughs> cause I've, I've listened to Viet Valiant and they said it both ways cause they got a Ninja K and Ninja J and a Ninja B. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. 
Ninjack. I don't know. Right. I always thought it was Ninjack. Yeah, that's what I always said, but they said it's like a Ninjack and a Ninja K and whatever. So. You know, I read the Harbinger Wars. I thought that was okay until that just turned into X Men. Yeah. You know, Exo Man of um, War is always my favorite, but he was just like Coney and Iron Man. That's all. So. I haven't read. I haven't read that yet. I've never read. That's the only one I haven't read yet. Yeah, he's you know? like a, and then he got the Eternal Warrior. I don't know what the fuck that is. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Faith, I even, like, Faith was all right. You know, I just, I haven't found that one valiant character that has made me a fan where I got to follow Now, now the thing is, uh, Christopher Priest used to write, before he did Black Panther, he used to write Quantum and Woody. Okay. And it's actually how, that was, that's what got him the Black Panther job. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So he always That would be a while ago. That was, yeah, like, in the 90s or something like that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, shit. So, yeah. Bloodshot. It's fine. Would I get a three out of five? Fuck it, I'll give it a four out of five. You know, oh, it was enjoyable. Piss off the Valiant fans, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> well, because I didn't give it a seven point five. Exactly. Out of five. <laughs> You're supposed to be circle jerking in your room right now reading the Valiant book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's funny because it's number zero, and then it says to be continued in Bloodshot number seven. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the How fuck? the fuck did that? How the fuck does that work? Like, okay. <laughs> but, of course, they're going to put out a book that's going to be like an entry level for people they know that kind of gravitate towards the story. For, uh, and maybe that's a good story. thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what... The, like, if somebody goes and sees the Bloodshot movie, and says, I want to read a Bloodshot comic, and they go read it, and it's the comic is just like the movie. Right. Maybe they'll become comic book fans. Or Valiant like fans or something, you know. Or Valiant fans, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's their stepping stone in, you know what I mean? Not a, not so, a black, Asian, you know, gay, <laughs> non-binary, blue hair. I'm bloodshot. Yeah. Like, no, fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for anybody who tried to read Lobo during the New 52. Oh, shit. <laughs> are they a metrosexual Lobo? Like, no. This is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, um, yeah. I don't know. That's about it. I read some more shit, but I don't give a shit. I'll stop there. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I guess we got another. I think we got another epic episode. Uh, yeah. If you listen this, and we didn't even have anything to talk about. We found shit to talk about, but whatever. Uh, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, definitely listen to our, our sister podcast, Sisters Podcast. Are you guys still doing Geek's Ass? Are y'all on hiatus or what? Uh, well, yeah. Anthony's on tour right now, but like I said, I'm thinking about doing, because the Clone Wars is back. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about like doing an episode, you know, reviewing each episode every week just for something, just to keep Geek Savs going, you know. Okay. Because I'm the only one who really watches it out of my crew, you know, who's familiar me, with the show. I, I don't. Yeah, I, that's why I said I, <laughs> I know you weren't going to watch it, and I figured, you know, gives me a chance to, you know, talk about that shit. Hell, I canceled so. Disney Plus. I'll get it back sooner or later. <laughs> so I might, I might do that. I'm actually, and I'll, and it'll be, I'll keep them short. I mean, I'm not going to go on an hour on every episode. I'll do like 20, 30 minute episodes just to, you know, refamiliarize the the saga and all that shit. So cool. cool. Um, the podcast we have, we got a comic cast that listen to them. They're going to read the same books we did, but I want to hear what they have to say to see if it varies from our opinion. Uh, they've listened to not Hoodoo TV. Yeah. Hoodoo TV. Like, listen to them. Oh, there's a, yeah. There's a new podcast called bad idea. Uh, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, so there it is. Bad idea. Let's do it. Uh, this is Instruments and Destruction. This is Geeks and Comics. I think that's it. If we lose one, and get more. So, I don't know. If I miss it, fuck it. Whatever. Oh, and get value. Listen to them. Get value. <laughs> uh, that being said, this is Leroy. 
See you, Lyle. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.